Hello， 准备平安。Peace be to you, brothers and sisters。咱叫做律师兄，公爷兄弟，伟大嘅神，奇妙救恩，这个系列嘅信息。Let's continue in our sermon series, God's righteousness, a great God, amazing salvation。今日律师兄罗马书第九章第三十到第十章二十一节。Today let's look at Romans chapter nine, verse thirty to chapter ten, verse twenty-one。上帝拣选及人嘅信心 ，Part two， 第二嘅 message。It's God's election and man's faith. Part two， 罗马书第九章第十章十一章十三章圣经都是讲犹太人得救嘅问题。Romans chapters nine to eleven talks about the problem of or the question of the salvation of his of the Israelites。这三章嘅经文是解答个人问题。And these three chapters answers five questions。头一个问题，上帝为上帝应允落空了吗 ？The first question is has God's word or God's promise failed？ 上帝有无公平吗 ？Second is is God unjust？ 上帝为什么责备人 ？Third is why does God blame us？ 第四个问题 ，The fourth？ 那有什么话通讲呢 ？What shall we say？ And the fifth is, has God rejected His people? Last week we answered the first three questions. Has God's word or God's promise failed? Of course not. For not all Israelites are true Israelites. God's promise can only be fulfilled on the lives of those who are true Israelites. These are the people who have been justified by faith. The second question: Is God unjust? God is just. Because God has His own sovereign prerogative. He will show mercy upon those He wants to show mercy upon. The third question: Why does God blame men? Yes, yes God can blame men. Because God, a man, is responsible in the exercise of his own free will. Last week we have discussed and we have answered these three questions. Today let's look at the fourth question. If that is the case, what then shall we say? Because chapter nine in the book of Romans talks about God's sovereignty. He will have compassion and mercy upon those he wants to have compassion and mercy upon. It seems like men have. Has no responsibility at all. Because everything is under God's、uh, sovereignty and His choice. So then, what can we say? Then what can we say? Paul said, "Paul said yes." So Paul. That's why Paul brought up this fourth question for the and to find answer for the Jewish people. Actually, this verse is talking about the faith of men. God has the sovereignty. And this chapter talks about the faith of men. God has His sovereignty. God has His choice. But we need, as human beings, to have, we need to respond by faith to God's、uh, invitation. And Paul used three different、uh, perspectives to talk about this. From chapter nine, verse thirty, until chapter ten, verse four, Paul talks about two different kinds of righteousness. And from chapter ten, verses five to thirteen, Paul talks about、uh, us choosing righteousness that is by faith. And the last part. 
can be found in chapter 10 verses 14 to 21. We need to respond to God's call by faith. And this is something that we need to do as a response. Let's look at these three points. Number one, there are two different kinds of righteousness. Chapter 9 verse 13 until chapter 10 verse uh, 4. What then shall we say? Then the Gentiles, that the Gentiles who did not pursue righteous, righteousness have obtained it, a righteousness that is by faith. But the people of Israel who pursued the law as the way of righteousness have not attained their goal. Uh, in chapter 9, verses 30 to 31, these two verses shows us that there are two different kinds of righteousness. Righteousness that is attained by faith and one that is attained through the law. And the righteousness being pursued by the Israelites was one that was through the law. But they failed to attain it. They have never attained uh, righteousness uh, nor seek righteousness by faith. Uh, the Gentiles. And, but these Gentiles have been justified by faith. Then Paul said, Why is this so? Let's t- first talk about what this righteousness truly is. Righteousness means having a good relationship with God. For the Israelites, it is by observing the law, it's by doing the good things or doing what are what are considered as good. But it has been proven that you cannot attain righteousness by walking down this path. Because this is merely the pride of those who consider themselves to be good. Because that is truly the case of the Israelites. Before we came to know the Lord, we are all like that. We think that by doing good, by behaving morally or uprightly, then we can draw close to God. We believe that uh, the way to heaven is through our good conduct. The Chinese uh, have this kind of mentality and that's how they, they taught us. Chinese has a saying called cultivate the self, manage own family, govern the state and lead the world to peace. Everything starts with yourself and your own morality. We have to first be good persons, people ourselves. Then we manage our own family. Then we govern the state. Then the world would have peace. So everything starts with myself. I remember when I was a, when I was still young, about in my teens. One time I asked my mom this question. I asked my mom, 
how do we go to heaven? And my mom's answer was quite simple. And her answer was good people go to heaven, bad people go to hell. So it was in my concept that if I want to go to heaven, I have to do good of my whole life. Then you probably would ask me, what is the problem here? The problem is like this. We can do one good thing, but we can do a no, numerous uh, an amount of bad things. How then can we go to heaven? So for those who are depending on themselves and their good works to go to heaven, they will never have confidence or true confidence in, in uh, going to heaven. Because they know themselves. I'm not good enough to qualify for heaven. Because I'll probably do one good thing and do three bad things. But if we don't do good things, then we don't have this sense of security. That's why we never have this confidence or sense of security. The same way for the people of Israel. The people of Israel depended on their own good behavior and on the law, on their observance of the law to draw near to God. That's why it's difficult for them to believe in Jesus. Because for them, it's impossible to just believe in Jesus and, and be able to qualify for heaven. That's why he became a stumbling, uh, a stumbling block or a stumbling stone for the people of Israel. How about for the Gentiles? It's the opposite. Because we know we are not good enough. We are bad. We know we have done a lot of bad things. And we know we cannot depend on ourselves because we are not good enough to enter heaven. Because there is only one way. So only for us to believe in Jesus. That's why we have been justified by faith. Dear church, think about this. If our whole life will be established upon doing good and becoming a good person, then our life would be one of continual failure. Why? As parents, we, we demand or we require our children to study well. And it's the best uh, scenarios for every for for them to attain an uh, honor roll in every sem. And to be good in all other different aspects of their lives. To be good in piano, playing, or to be good at, in sports, and to be good in singing, can dance, and they uh, the child should know everything. Then you say, what's wrong with this? Of course, there's nothing wrong with this. Have you ever heard a parent would blame their children for becoming a first honor? Have you ever heard a parent complain that their children garnered a lot of gold medals? But think about this. But if our whole life is in pursuit of establishing uh, good works and good behavior, 
人都系好嘅。Then everything should be good。所以呢啲连胜嘅家特是跟佢哋呢嚟成就嘅顶面。Then all our life, the success of our life is based on the success that we achieve。总会接力。One day， 那啲嘅战争失望。We will be very disappointed。总会接力。Because one day， 那心里面充满了嗰个 sense of guilt， 最高金嘅里面。We will have this deep sense of guilt。因为冇这个人 ，for 永远活在人生高峰嘅顶面。Because not everybody can can stay on top for their whole life。总会接力。One day， 你又落嚟。You will come down。咩事？一些一些咩叫？ What does we do? Wow, what can we do? You are depressed. You will be depressed. Let it do that. Would you uh, uh, commit suicide? Life not Life, our life shouldn't be established on that kind of platform. Because if we depend on our own good behavior for our salvation, the pressure will grow and will grow bigger. And this path we cannot continue on. But we thank God. We have another path. It's a path of being justified by faith. This passage in the this is a particular verse that I need to explain clearly. In Romans chapter 10, verse 4. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. This The, in, the, in the Greek original Greek uh, word that's being used here is telos. There's two, there are two meanings for this word. We can call it the, the goal or the end. If you, if you translate it as your goal, the goal of the law is Christ. What does this mean? Then the main point of the law is to bring us to Christ. That is the goal of the law. But if you want to translate the word telos as the end, the end of the law is Christ. What does this mean? It means Christ ends the law as a means to salvation. We don't longer have to walk down the path of the law. Because Christ has already fulfilled this for us. So this first part, Paul has presented to us two different kinds of righteousness. Righteousness that, was, that is attained by the law and the righteousness that is attained by faith. Which one would you choose? Of course, Paul is urging us to choose the righteousness, the righteousness that is by faith. That's why in chapter 10, verses 5 to 13, that's why Paul is urging us to choose the righteousness that is through justification by faith. Look at chapter 10, verse 5. Moses writes this about the righteousness that is by the law. The person who does these things will live by them. Moses here is reminding us the law is not just for us to hear or to know but we need to live it out we need to live it out as a way of life for us to be able to attain it you will not be saved by merely listening or knowing the law but we all know how difficult it is to walk down this path of the law 
Lord to the new generation. That's why Moses said to the new generation of Israelites, Now you have heard the law that I have proclaimed to you. Don't ask anymore where the law is. Don't ask anymore who can go or ascend to heaven to bring down the law. Or you can say who can go down or descend to the deep and bring up the law. Because the law is right in front of you. And Paul used the same sentence or this statement to explain justification by faith. Justification by faith is so simple. It's right in front of you. No, you no longer need to ask who will ascend to heaven. The answer is very clear. You don't need to go to heaven because Christ has already brought down the law. You don't need to ask who will descend into the deep. Because Christ has already been resurrected and he has brought this justification by faith into us, so for us rather. So you understand this. Today, if we want to be justified by faith, we don't need to go to heaven first, nor, nor descend down because to hell. Because Christ has already uh, came from heaven and he has already uh, came from hell. He had already completed everything. We don't need to do anything. But except for one thing. 
accept by, by faith and, and believe. So that's why in chapter 10 verses 9 to 10, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is written with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. To be saved is so simple. It's for you to confess and to believe. If it's that simple, then how come a lot of uh, those uh, who are Jewish or Israelites, they don't want to do this? Even a lot of Gentiles refuse to accept this. You know why? You know why? Men will not believe because we are so prideful. Last week we said it's so difficult for good people to accept Christ. Because uh, most of those who consider themselves good are very proud. They often compare themselves to people whom they consider as bad. Who are those who are bad? Murderer. Murderers. Those who kill people, they are bad. Those who, who uh, kidnap people, they are bad. Those who are adulterers, they are bad. Those who cheat people out of their money, they are bad. And these are the people who need to repent. I don't need to do this. Because I'm a good person. I've never done any, any sin or anything wrong in my life. You know, these kind of people will find it very difficult for them to accept Christ. Because they felt that Christianity, they feel that Christianity is very unfair. Just look at this. This person has been doing bad things all his whole life. And at the last moment before he, he or she dies, he will confess and, and accept. And for the, for the Christians, this person will be qualified for heaven. And just the same way Christ saved the, the, the thief that was, uh, that was nailed on the cross beside him. Because of the last minute confession and, and, and repentance of that thief, Christ said to him, today you will be with me in paradise. What kind of, uh, of truth is this? Is, is it, isn't it very unfair? I've been doing good my whole life. I've been doing good things my whole life. Maybe from time to time, occasionally, I do something that is not so good. Of course, everybody has this dark side. But I've not killed people people nor have uh, been uh, engaged in any activities like arson. <laughs> so it's unfair for, for you to judge me by, just because I refuse to accept Christ. So look at this. 
It's so difficult for those who consider themselves good to accept Christ. Because it's very difficult for somebody who consider themselves good to confess that they are sinners. It's like salvation is very easy. But at the same time, it's so difficult for you to have salvation. A person who's justified by faith. They need to give up their own status. They need to give up their status as a good person. And to, uh, to just lay down and give up all the success that they have achieved in life. Regardless of whether you are CEO or any VIP, you need to uh, confess one thing. We need to confess that we cannot depend on ourselves nor our achievements to be saved. I just need to confess that I am a sinner and I need salvation. That's how simple salvation is. That's why it's imperative for a good person to to confess that they too need salvation. Because even if you consider yourselves good in the eyes of the Lord, you're still a sinner. But thank God. The, the Bible tells us, uh, will show us a, another good testimony. The story of uh, how a good person needs Christ. This person is Cornelius. Look at Acts chapter 10 verses 1 to 2. At Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion in what was known as the Italian regiment. He and all his family were devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. In the Bible, there's a court, there's a, this uh, record of a, of a gentile named Cornelius. He said this person was a devout person. And he and his family were God-fearing. And they were generous in helping those uh, other uh, those who are in need. And they have prayed regularly to God. Of course, of course, during that time, he doesn't know who the true God really is. But he has this heart for God. And he has been good to other people. That's why he has, he's both God-fearing and, and he's both uh, at the same time very good to other people. But he doesn't, uh, he does not know Christ. But thank God. That's why God sent uh, the great apostle Peter to come to his house and to preach the gospel to him. Look at chapter 10, verse 44. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. During that time, Cornelius became saved. So a good person still needs the good, uh, the good news. That's why we need to thank God. You know, before I came to know the Lord, I was a very proud person. 
我我读车好 ，because I had good、uh, a good grades when I was studying。我运动好 ，I was good at in sports。你知影我我我我到几我几几少啊？我几我几读车就每一年我都得金牌，每一年都有啊。And when and when I recall back to my days as a student, every year I would have a gold medal。无论是拍球，无论是赛跑，我都得一个金牌。Even in athletics, whether it's uh with uh any kind of sports, I would have good uh gold medal。但我是 honor student， and at the same time I'm an honor student。所以我记得，我记得也清楚。So I remember very clearly。我记得我将这个奖牌将我哋将我哋头面啊夹好啊，妈妈看下先。One time as I brought my gold medal achievement and my good grades to my mom。我老母讲一句话啊。And my mom said this。哎呀，你文武相传啊，个文武都系最，我系我系有车，我系有读车，我系有运动啊你。I'm both a man of of words or an educated person at the same time a very athletic person。所以我咁我真正。So I felt that I was very good. You know, during that time I was very proud. I remember one time. 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 I remember But I couldn't imagine. I'm gonna learn. Go, go, mong song de unten. That a person like me would be, would be a recipient of God's grace. Now, mong song de unten, I just go learn. God thinks me mong el. Because without God's grace, I would be doomed. So I come to thank God. We think I thank God. So he, he just pang chenan. May the Lord help us. Don't say guy lang. The people, anybody, everybody in this whole world needs salvation. So Paul wrote this conclusion. That's why Paul made this conclusion. In chapter ten, verse eleven. He says, "Hard hearted people will never be ashamed." Anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. May the Lord help us. Regardless of how you think about yourself as a good person, or you think about yourself as a bad person, it doesn't matter. Because anyone who believes will never be put to shame. Because salvation will truly come upon you. But we need to respond to God's call with faith. And let's look at chapter ten, verses fourteen to twenty-one. Let's first look at chapter chapter ten, verse fourteen to first part of verse fifteen. How then can we call on the one that、uh, they have not believed in, and how can they believe in the one、uh, of whom they have not heard, or how can they hear without someone preaching to them, and how can anyone preach unless they are sent? Let's see the thinking. Oh, this、uh, these two verses. Xiong Xiong, this one is a mission congress. Let me learn English. It's a, it's a usually used by people who's going on a mission. 就是讲，哇，无无人听到说福福音，咁就想将我收地球啊，无无无车，咁就去传道啊。If they have not heard the good news, then how can we be saved? If nobody send us out, how can we preach? 所以何条件就人叫来传福音，听来传福音。That's why it's they 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 cast it out as a calling for a calling for people to respond to this. 当然，你就系按你讲，你叫做 apply application 噶。Of course, we can use the, this for that application. 但系渣渣，保罗讲出个位。But that was not the true purpose of what why Paul made this statement. Paul was using this one hand to the young people. This was a statement made to those who are opposed to him. He was saying, "Oh." 我知啊，信信主真简单啊，但是人我唔捌听到，我咪就信啊。Paul was saying to those 
Those, those people, I know salvation is very easy, but if I have not heard the gospel, how can I believe? So, that's why Paul brought out this question. If nobody preached to me, then how can I believe? Paul said, Yes. And the answer of Paul for these questions can be found in the latter part of verse 15 until verse 16. As it is written, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news, but not all the Israelites accepted the good news. For Isaiah says, the Lord who has believed our message. Paul saying, it's, it's not like nobody preached the gospel to you. It's merely because you chose not to listen. But when you have heard, you, be, you refuse to believe. Solo in, from verses 17 to 21 Paul brought up this very important truth it's very unique truth there's no excuse for people to, to claim that they have never heard of the gospel because God himself has preached to the, to, uh, the gospel to the world from verses 17 to 21 Paul said that God has used two methods to preach the gospel to the world. The first, through creation. Second, through the history of this world. Let's look at the first one. Through creation. Look at verses 17 and 18. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word, uh, through the word about Christ. But I ask, did they not hear? Of course they did. Their voice has gone out into all the earth and their words to the ends of the world. Look at the last statement. They have, of course, they have heard. Their voice has gone out into all the earth and their words to the ends of the world. What does this mean? This can be found in Old Testament Psalm chapter 19 verses 1 and 2. The heavens declare the glory of God as skies proclaim the works, the work of his hands day after day. They, pro, they pour forth speech Night after night, they reveal knowledge. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth and their words to the ends of the earth. God's word has been proclaimed to all the world through his creation. Regardless of whether you're a Jew or a Gentile. Because everyone here on earth had already seen God's work and heard his voice. This is a story that has very meaningful. A person who's an atheist, he does not believe that there's a God. Everything came out naturally. One, one time he went 
to observe the sunrise. So he he woke up very early in the morning. So he hiked up a place. So when he came up to the middle of the mountain, he saw this big stone. Maybe he had an itch in his hand, but he wanted to write something. You know what did he write there? He wrote three Chinese characters. There is no God. So he wrote there on the stone, there is no God. After writing it, he continued hiking up the mountain. Top. So as he was there on the top of the mountain, waiting, and he, he saw the, the slow ascent of the, the sun uh, and saw the sun, uh, sunrise. Ah, look at this picture, huh? And he saw the changing of the colors of the clouds. Amazing. And the more he watched, the more amazed he was. And as the sun came out, he was awestruck by the magnificence of the sunrise. So after observing the sunrise, so it's, it's like he was truly moved in his heart. Of course, after observing this, he descended. As, as he was hiking down, and as he reached the middle of the mountain, so he remember he, he saw this uh, huge stone as he, on his way up. And he wrote three Chinese characters there. There is no God. So as he stood there looking at the what he wrote and he was observing it suddenly he added three words you know what he wrote there the fool says so the fool statement now reads the fool says there is no God you know Sometimes when we live here in Metro Manila in this uh, metropolis, we cannot see much of God's creation. So, so that's it's good for us to move, uh, to to travel out of the city to go and observe nature. This world. Not only does it brings uh, bring out its voice, pointing out that there is a creator who created everything. There's one true God who's governing over all things. Have we seen it? Have we heard it? And through creation, God has already proclaimed his good news. Daddy. The second. So history. And God used history. Look at verse, verses 19 to 20. Again, I ask, did Israel not understand? First, Moses says, I will make you envious by those, I'll make you envious by those who are not a nation. I will make you angry by a nation that has no understanding. This is, Moses gone away. This is what Moses said. And he went on to say, and Isaiah boldly says, I was found by those who did not seek me. 
I revealed myself to those who did not ask for him. This is what Paul said. This is what a prophet Isaiah said. Paul used what Moses and the prophet Isaiah said to explain this. God has not ceased speaking to the people through history. And the book of uh, Moses. Uh, Moses can, uh, the word of Moses can be found in Deuteronomy. 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 Uh, Moses here was reminding the people of Israel as they entered into the land of Canaan that they would never, they should never worship the gods there of the land of Canaan. If not, God will use the, the foreign nations to deal with them. Because by, by worshipping these foreign uh, idols, you have aroused the anger of God. Uh, as a result, history truly shows and proves the people of Israel truly did not, uh, did not obey God. That's why God used these two foreign nations, uh, Mesopotamia and the Bab- uh, Babylonian people, to destroy the people of Israel. God is the God of history. History is his story. That's if you have asked, after you have experienced this. Isaiah said. Isaiah said the same thing. As the people of Israel departed from the true God. God will take away the blessings that is reserved for them and give them to foreign nations. As a result, those who are not seeking God will be recipient of God's grace. It's just like us. We are Gentiles. We don't know God. But this grace has come upon us. These two verses uh, will tell us something very important. Everything, everything that is happening in this world throughout history is all in God's God's hand. History is unceasing and it's speaking to us. But sadly, we have, it seems like we have never learned lessons from history. Repeat, repeat, repeat the same mistake That's again, why we keep again. repeating the same mistake over and over again. But we thank God. Our God is a speaking God. He continues to live among us. This is a very important truth that can be found in the Bible. Look at Psalm uh, Psalms 115 verses 4 to 7. But their idols have mouth but cannot speak, eyes but cannot see, they have ears but cannot hear, noses but cannot smell, they have hands but cannot feel, feet but cannot walk, nor can they utter a sound with their throats. Our God is a God who speaks because he's a living God and he never ceases to speak with us. But we need to respond to God's calling with faith. 
。等冷患罪以后 ，after man sin， 上帝嚟到上帝嚟到即系家当同埋伊顿呢个邪冷。When God entered the garden of Eden to look out to look for Adam and Eve， 上帝问咗头只嘅撞车架头只嘅门队。God asked the first question， 冷啊呢啲特罗 ，Man where are you？ 感谢上帝 ，Thank God， 亚当回应上帝。Adam responded to God. Adam came out. Adam came out. That's why salvation came upon Adam. But when God took away his wife, his wife was pregnant. Cain murdered his own brother Abel. God asked Cain to ask Abel to ask God 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 He said, "I'm the brother's keeper." He said, "He said to God, 'Am I my brother's keeper?'" He said, "He said to God, 'Am I my brother's keeper?'" He said, "He said to God, 'Am I my brother's keeper?'" He said, "He said to God, 'Am I my brother's keeper?'" He said, "He said to God, 'Am I my brother's keeper?'" He said, "He said to God, 'Am I my brother's keeper?'" To leave his homeland, to leave his own people. Abraham, by faith, and by faith, Abraham responded. That's why he became the father of faith. When Moses was in the wilderness, he saw this burning bush. Stop here! And Moses, and God said to him, "Stop here." And God's calling came upon Moses. Moses 回应了上帝号召。And Moses responded to God's calling. 结果到基以色列将两百万犹太人多出埃及到迦南地。That's why he went back to Egypt to to bring out the two million Israelites out of the bondage of the Egyptians. 主耶稣时代。In the time of Jesus. 如果到彼得、安德烈、雅各、约翰。You seen uh, Peter, Andrew, James, and John. Come and follow me. Jesus said to them, "Come and follow me." These three men, and by faith, these four men responded to Jesus' calling. They became the pillar of the of the、uh, early church. Your church. God has never stopped. Calling out to us. The problem is, there are people who respond. There are people who refuse to respond. So please take note. On one hand, salvation is by God's election. But it is also, but it also involves man's response of faith. Right now, I would like to use two minutes to discuss the theology of salvation. There are two different views by the theologians. The first is Calvinism. Calvinism emphasizes the sovereignty of God. The other is Arminianism. This one emphasizes the free will of man. For Calvinism. All our salvation is by God's election. We have been predestined, and it has already done and and、uh, concluded because God has already said so. So there's nothing that we can say. But for the Arminianism, they emphasize the free will and、uh, the choice of the free will of man. Man's salvation. Because God. Knows what we will decide with our free will. God knew in advance who will respond. 
to his calling of, of, of uh, by faith and he, he has already declared this person to be saved. These two different theologies. They still debate the, the debate between these two different camps rages on until today. My personal point of view is very simple. For me, it involves both God's sovereignty and man's free will. Just like a coin, there's two sides. On one side, you can find God's sovereignty. On the other side, you can see man's free will. There's two in one. God's uh, sovereignty is God's election, God's choice. And our response by faith is the choice of our own free will. That's why in Romans chapter 9, it talks about God's sovereignty. Well, in Romans chapter 10, it talks about man's response of faith. Let's stop here. Salvation is truly amazing. Because none of us are worthy of God's salvation. We have not done anything good that, that will truly please God. There's only one thing that will make God, uh, that will please God. It's our faith. Look at Hebrews 11 verse 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please God, but because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Your brothers and sisters. Only faith can please God. Without our faith, we can never please God. May the Lord help us. Let me ask you. Have you responded by faith and with faith to God's calling? Our salvation. It's not dependent on ourselves. It's by accepting and believing. May the Lord bless you. That we will respond with faith to God's calling. Let's pray. Let's pray. Dear God and Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that we who are unworthy of your love, your salvation, your grace, yet Lord, you have given everything up. You have given us your Son. You have given us your salvation, because you want us to be reconciled with you, Lord. You have prepared a way for us to be saved, Lord. You know who will be saved, Lord. You have your sovereign will, and it's your will, Lord, that all of us will be saved. That's why, Lord, it's important for us, Lord, to exercise our free wills, our free will correctly, Lord, by responding with faith, Lord, to your calling, to say yes, Lord, to your invitation, Lord, to become your child, to become um, the one who, who needs salvation to, to confess, Lord, that we are sinners and cannot save ourselves, Lord. Everything is dependent upon you and upon your grace, Lord. We thank you, Lord, so, so much for your love. We thank you so much for your grace. We thank you so much for your boundless blessing in our life by giving us this salvation, Lord. And we pray Lord, that everyone in this room, everyone who's hearing this message right now, will, will, will respond in the right way with faith, by saying yes to your invitation, Lord. Amen. This is our prayer in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Thank you. Let's be able to look at the question. Next week, let's look at the fifth question. Will the Israelites be saved? Romans chapter 11. Let's meet again next week. God bless.